Up dog, my man, Labatt Blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Updog fella, look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. This is Keith Jones. You're listening to Missing Curfew. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! He laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. The lads. Fella. Fella Fridays. Fella Fridays coming at you on a Tuesday <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, shout out to our boy Max. Right? There's nobody there at all past me. There's no, no. You want to so. You want to question our dedication to missing curfew? He's a guy who's about to, to take off for a week. But you're look at us. We're <laughs> we're we're in here. Max is in here. There's nobody else at Hall Pass. We're still bringing you content up, dog. Even though we are, we're we gonna are. be. When this comes out, we're gonna be. Well, we won't be hungover after Thursday, but we will be hungover Thursday. Speak for yourself. I got Scott and Mandy coming to town, actually. They land about an hour. Do you tie one on, on on Thursday, too, on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Three football games, turkey. I'll probably drink about six bottles of that nice red wine that I bought. <laughs> so we're we're giving this to you on Tuesday morning. Yeah, we're coming at you uh, we Tuesday. Have a, we have a fellow Friday great interview today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Flyers. But, Obi, um, we just had to get this out there. Well, we hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hope you guys won your bets. I, I, I hope you won your bets. Hope we won your bets. Um, I actually had to, I have to clear up today, um, so I can make bets on Thursday. It's that time of it's that yeah. time of the year for me. It's listen, I fought them off as hard as I could. That happens. Yeah, it happens. I, the, the new season starts on Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's go. Three games. Th- Thanksgiving is the best. Well, I'm I'm fired up. So more importantly, you know, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and Happy Thanksgiving. But more importantly, as Obi would say, I hope you had a good Super Wednesday. Yeah, Super Wednesday. Um, looking forward to it again. It's not going to be quite as super as it used to be. But uh, uh, anyways, though, let, let's get into our, our guest. We obviously yeah. brought Keith Jones in here, a guy that's been unbelievable to us. Um, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers are, are sitting right now. I mean, up sitting in the seventh uh, seventh spot, I believe. It, in the East. It's unbelievable. Here, let me go standings. Yeah, who had him pegged out for that? By the way, listen, I I when they started playing the when they started the season, I said a couple weeks here on Mister Curfew with you. I said, yep. tread water betting against the Philadelphia Flyers right now because the way John Tortorella coaches them, the way they compete, the structure they have, they're in good shape because of you know Camp Tortorella, which we talked with Jonesy about. And man, they've exceeded my expectations. I knew they would be in games. But to win five in a row like they have, I watched them play the other night against Columbus. I took them, DraftKings baby. 
Um, they're playing great ups. Yeah, jury's out, Obes, and you know I know this. It's because the lines, the Vegas lines, these guys, they know. They know. The lines been coming down. They haven't been quite as uh, as juicy as we could call it, right? You used to get them at a minus, you know, or sorry, like a plus, plus. 220 at home. I mean, yeah, and you, you were saying under torts, he's going to make sure they're not just getting blown out. Yeah. They're going to play hard. They're going to be in games. And then, you know, having Carter Hart back to the form, you know, he's kicking like he was a couple of years ago. When you get a good goalie, you're never, I mean, you're never a bad team to bet on. No, and I thought more like take a puck, like, Take the puck line, right? Because typically to start the season, they were getting a goal and a half. And sometimes you got to, you know, you got to give your balls a tug on a puck line because she'll get to minus 200 or minus whatever, even higher some days. But I'm like, they're going to be in games because of their structure, because of their compete, because John Tortorella is going to keep them honest. But Sean Couturier, a guy that we touch on in this interview coming up with you with Jonesy, is a guy that, like you said, has battled back injuries. But just having him back in the lineup, a legit, I don't know if, we could call him a superstar uppie, but like a legit NHLer that plays both ends of the rink, can play power play, can play penalty kill, face-offs, you can put him in at the end of the games. Like, to me, the biggest thing I've noticed is just having him back. Yeah. No, it, it, he's got this, you know, he's got the size. He play, almost played, I'm thinking of Anze Kopitar right now, right? Like a guy that you expect him out on the ice to start games, to start power plays, to finish games, to take those, most importantly, the, the draws at the end of the game, those big ones. Um, but he's confident again. He's confident with his body. And that more than anything is what's, you know, what's been allowing him and his teammates now to come back and, and trust this guy in the lineup, right? Like you, you don't want to come back and be hesitant. And I think he tried last year and unfortunately didn't work. Um, you know, but him and, and a guy, Cam Atkinson, who we're, we're talking about as well, you know, these are, these are the veterans of this young team, this kind of young team put together of, you know, almost misfits, right? Like they're, uh, they were assembled to not really make playoffs, to not make a splash, to basically put a team out on the ice and compete as they start to rebuild and focus on the future. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, we didn't really talk about this in this interview, but they went off the beaten path this year, what the Philadelphia Flyers usually do. And they drafted a kid playing in the KHL, Mitchkoff. I'm going to say, I'm probably butchering his name. Well, that's okay. I mean, who can? But this this kid's over in Russia, and, and they don't know if he's going to be suck two no. years, three years. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It, it could be a ballsy ball. pick. Ballsy pick. But that I think a uh, good point by you, and I, that just played into Jonesy's, and he touches on it here in the interview. Like they have a process, right? They're, they're not in a hurry. So that kid for them was like, all right, listen, we don't know what's going to happen over there. We'll let them just develop, play the KHL, which is a great, great league. They're not in a hurry to bring him over here. So I think that played into their pick that they have kind of a game plan. They have, yeah. like they're not in a hurry to 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 get guys over here and get them in the lineup. Yeah, and you know this and I do, and it, it's in football you see it a lot. Like if you're a top-end pick and you go into this shitty, shitty team, uh, a situation with no O-line, yeah. terrible receivers, with no second offensive threat like a great running back, you're the sole purpose for winning, losing, getting smoked. You're getting beat up. Uh, and that's your first three, four years of your career. It could be the whole career. You know, you look at the history of some of these quarterbacks. and Yeah. Um, but. Jamarcus Russell. If you pick a guy that has clearly a path for the next couple of years over in the KHL where he feels comfortable, where he's going to grow, he's going to become a man. He's going to, you know, play a lot of minutes against grown men. And yeah, I think he's playing in Sochi. Yeah. They're not a bad squad. Get used to travel. They fly everywhere and stuff like that. This is only going to help this guy's transition over into a situation that is not current. It's not the Philadelphia Flyers right now. 
hopefully in a couple of years when he's ready, they come over and they have free agents wanting to come play on this team. They have, you know, the ability to sort through the guys, the personnel they have now and keep the guys they like, you know, and, and get this team back in the right track. As Jonesy said, they've fallen off for a little while. So it's nice now that, you know, they have, they have clearly, they have clearly a vision. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he touches on the process of a couple of years away and, you know, he didn't say it, but I just thought like cap space too, right? Like in a couple of years, the cap could be up upwards towards another 10 or 15 million. Let's hope it is. Um, so they got a plan here. And if, if you're like an owner out there and you look at what's going on at Philly and you, you know, just from the, the 30 minutes, we get to talk to Jonesy here today and you know, that we had him on last year and everything he's done for like get X players in there, man. Totally. Like get X players that have wore that jersey, that have been good team guys. Like you listen to Keith Jones talk, and the first thing I thought as an X player, like, wow, it'd be nice to have him as your president, right? Like you can go in, it's obviously different than just being buddies with him, but you can go in, talk to him, bounce some ideas off him, see where you stand. Like I feel like between him and you, you touch on this because you know DB better than me, Briere, they probably have a pretty good open door policy, which he touches on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure their war room is. It's almost like going and having dinner on the road with the guys when you used to play, yeah. right? Like you go in, you got the lineup, you got the miners over here, you got a great beer fridge right there, you got a nice round table, and you're talking hockey. And these guys, you know, I I, I think he, um, I think Keith touches on it well. Is they want to be together. I think him and Danny Briere probably look at the schedule and say, you know, let's make sure that we get our, you know, six seven games watching this together this year, yeah. this month. Let's make sure I get on the road and we line up a good golf game over here. But we're we're together. We can see our minor league team play. We can see other guys throughout the league. We can, you know, we can really fine tune what you know it means to be a Philadelphia Flyer and what it means to get this team back on the right track. Uh, and in, you know, and you want free agents to want to come there. So it's it's a you know it's a path back to the right uh, you know to the right way. Um, and I love the fact that he's doing it with some ex guys. Yeah, and the league's better with the Philadelphia Flyers. I say that to him near the end. It's, it just is. But I asked him about his office, and I, I got to think if you're the president of a hockey club, like how much time would you take in designing your office? But with, with the, the GM, like, yeah, I want to bounce some ideas off you. Hold on, bud. I got, I'm looking at yeah. some Marvel here for the, uh, you know, mahogany. Yeah, hold on. How nice to be to design your own office as the president of a hockey club? Well, I got enough shit everywhere that I need an office. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Didn't I, you take? Did you take over Max's office back here? No, I, I tried. I thought we were, you know, I thought we were chipping in enough here at all right? so I was going to get a damn office. Huh? That's why you're helping with the editing. I was like, uh, yeah. I'll back there and be like, slide over, Max. I need no, to but, space. You know, I, I'd love an office. I'd probably fill it up with more music stuff than hockey stuff. But yeah. I, I would just, you know, it'd feel good to have your own couch and your own, again, beer fridge. Wine fridge, you know. Just a spot away from home. Need some peace and quiet. You put on a nice speaker. You put on a record. I mean, you bring the record album and, you know, yeah, yeah. make it just... just- just pounded music. You think Jonesy's got it out? I, record player. I don't think. I don't think have one of those things in the glass where the glass goes like silk or whatever. Yeah, you can see. You can't see through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they know what I'm doing in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think it's it's it would be a, a cool experience and for him. You can see how much the Flyers mean to him. Uh, and then obviously in this interview, we we touch on John Tortorella. You know, he came in there. You know, this year Torch has got to think like you know DB and and Jonesy didn't hire him. Right, so I think if you're if you're tortured, thinking, all right, I got a great track record. Obviously, I got the Stanley Cup. You know, I went to Columbus, turned that organization around. But for still, you got to think Torch is feeling pretty good coming in here with new president, new GM, and getting off the start they're getting off to, right? Because now now he's built credibility with Jonesy and DB, right? Now he's like, see, this stuff does work, boys. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Torch has enough to worry about rather than 
you know, rather than worry about, oh, geez, I got a new, you know, new president. I got a new GM. I got, you know, a team that's, uh, we've been stinking lately. I think, I think he's, you know, Torts looks to me like he's a, uh, in the moment type of guy, right? Yeah. I probably doesn't worry about that. He's, what does he have to worry about Torts? I mean, right. If he, if he, if he gets canned, he just gets a, you know, nice cush job talking to the media. I get, or not like, you know. Yeah, sitting at a booth like yeah, he's never been out of a job for a long time, yeah, right? He got fired from the Blue Jackets, and then he got hired by ESPN. He got fired by, I believe, the Canucks. He got hired by TSN. That's probably why he's he's efficient and he's yeah. still really good at what he does. He's meant you and well, you attest to this all the time. Pretty mentally strong. Yeah, never like worried about his job. When you think of like how, let's say Jay Woodcroft was the last couple of weeks of the uh, of the term. I wonder what Jay Woodcroft's doing right now. <laughs> hey, what are you, what no, are you but doing? like. He he's definitely not getting a job on like TSN or Sports Center. Well, no, I guess not. You know what I mean? But Torts, they want they call in Torts. No, well, not with that dippy doing his hair. Hey, hey, don't Woodcroft. No, but it's it's just you the think, way it is. You gotta love Torts, Up Dog. We'll be right back. I'm missing curfew. Up Dog, fella. If you're at the bar, club, or better yet, on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister... They wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Oves, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkings.com xjagermeister.com drink responsibly jagermeister liqueur 35 percent alcohol by volume imported by mast jagermeister us white plains new york welcome back to missing curfew up dog my man top titty listen i put my team in had her ready to rock i was in the great state of nevada and they denied my entrance they blocked you out they blocked me out was it, uh, it was all for a lack of trying, was it? No. And then I proceeded to head to the sports book and hammer our lock of the night, which we'll get to after this. But top titty, how, first of all, shout out to our winner up dog. Who was it? Chuck Nasty 19. Chuck Nasty 19 with how many points fell? My guy, he got 130 points. Highlighted here by Tyler Sagan. Good and guy. And David Pasternak. Pasternak went off for 30 bones. By the um, way, can we just talk about how sick Pasternak is, by the way? Is he ever? Like, I mean, the guy is nasty. Oh, and then... Like, you think about, oh, we lost Bergeron, we lost Krejci, which is a big loss, but, oh, we got Pasternak, who's leading the league, or tied with Quinn Hughes for leading the league in points, but... Absolutely. Um, so, shout out to Chuck Nasty, 130 points. Listen, email us at www.missingcurfew.com. Give me your t-shirt size. I will send you a hat and a t-shirt. Uh, congratulations, fella. Up dog, what place for you? I finished fifteenth. Uh, I'm still in the money, baby. I won twenty bones. Highlighting Max Miller over here, our producer came fourth. Wow. Was right in the hunt till the very end. What happened, Max? 
What I haven't watched a lick of hockey all year. I watch football every Sunday, and I can't place in any football contest every Sunday. And the first hockey contest I, I entered, fourth place. That's fucking gambling in a nutshell, by the way, right? Like that's like me with hockey. I watch three games a night, and I'm like, I got this figured out. Bing. No, don't. I do have to say, last week's missing curfew bump to my boy Jonathan Huberto, got him. 17 points. Yeah. A little a little flame next to his name. He had, uh, listen, one assist. A little flame. Five shots on net. First five shot on net, I think, game of his of the season. And his, I should know this, but shots on net count, obviously, right? Shots on net is, uh, yeah, 7.5 point. points. I did take some missing curfew tips there. They, Hubie was one of the guys I had because you guys had just talked about him. Yeah, a boy. We talked about uh, Fiala with Stoli, babe. Yeah. Uh, last week, too. Took both of those guys. There you both go. For two of my top scores. Well, you, you hung oh, right in there, bud. You hung right in we there. We represent the fucking team, Maxie. Got a boy. Updog, 15th place in the money. 15th, yeah. Cam Talbot stood up for me. 23 points. Where's Brento on that list? Did he play? Or? I don't What's know. What's going on with boy. the captain? Yeah, let's see. Where did Brento go? He's, is he on? Is he? Oh, yeah, there he is. He finished 23rd, just out of the money the by captain. one. Listen, I'm going to get, get Sauce Hockey to make a, t- a top titty t-shirt. I'm putting a C on it for Brento, and I'm sending it to him. I'm yeah, doing was, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing that. XL. XL. Big what? Scott's coming Butter here today, so he'll be, uh, you know, get, get him to bring I'm it home. design a, a top titty with a C. Will you put Brento on the back? Absolutely. Yeah. Capture. Captain. Captain Brento. So, Maxi, great job. Uh, get in there Saturday night top titty. Like we said, not only do you get the, you know, two hundred or two hundred fifty bucks from our friends at DraftKings, going to sell you send you a sick hat and a buttery t shirt. Uh, Chuck Nasty, email the boys and we'll get that out to you. DraftKings baby Saturday night lock of the week or lock of the night, whatever you want lock to call it. Of the night. We're back, fella. Up dog went on a it went on a real we went on the limb with the Bruins over the Canadians original six matchup. But listen, not a boy. And, um, you know, Maxie called me out last week. It was great. He said the first time we've ever had a milk carton uh, and a lock of the night. I had the Hurricanes. Listen, they were down one nothing, halfway through the second, maybe even into the second. Uh, they won 4-2. So, listen, we're 2-2. Two two. I'm going to go first because you've been picking first. Uh, Saturday night, lock of the week. Listen, as much as we love Hubie and you got him going, I'm going the Colorado Avalanche, by the way. It cost me the other night against Nashville. I know they. That was an embarrassing effort by them. Like stops and starts, they're circling around. The puck is bouncing. Stops and starts, and get the goddamn thing out, right, Uppy? Yeah, that's that's. By the way, that's the way the league is right now. Ah, it's a show on a tear, and then all of a sudden you get some bad habits, and and this cost yourself some cash. I'm a little concerned about the Avalanche, Landy. Keep that rehab going, buddy. They, they, they miss you more than you think. Are you still going to bet on them every game? I have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have been. How many have they lost this year? They're 11 and 6 or something. 11 and 6. Yeah, they, they won from the other night in Dallas. They were plus 110. Perfect. Which they're never, never an underdog. But Perfect. I got the Colorado Avalanche against Hubie and Wigs and Babies, Calgary Flames, lock of the night. I am going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go right here. Out of our boy Keith Jones. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Flyers on the road against the New York Islanders. The boys will be taking the, you know, be taking the bus up to their to New York and yeah, they'll be bus going train. to mission. No, up to Long Island, you take the bus. You do, eh? Yeah, of course. Take the bus. You train to uh, New York City, Jersey. So uh, MSG, and then you train to Washington. No Jersey. No bus to Jersey too. Oh yeah. yeah. How long is the bus ride depending on traffic? Actually, to Long Island? No, no. If it's Hoboken, you know, I- 
No, you just bus day of the game to Jersey. How, how long does it take? 50 minutes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. I mean, that's such a like feather in your cap. I mean, when I played in the West most of my career, like you, you yeah. have anything for a 50 minute bus trip. Totally. Right. So, all right. I got the avalanche over the Weezy Baby Flames and Updogs got Keith Jones and his former Flyers against Bull Horvat and the New York Islanders. So, Updog, great job. Stay hot, fella. We got Keith Jones coming right up now. Fellas. Updog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Uh, welcome back to Mr. Curfew, Updog. Uh, all-time legend, a guy that we've been lucky enough to become friends with over the last couple years. Uh, the TNT boys are definitely missing them, but the Philadelphia Flyers are absolutely humming right now, your former squad. So no better than the president of the Philadelphia Flyers, Keith Jones. Jonesy, thank you for taking the time, fella. Hey, always good to catch up with both of you guys. and Good to get to know you guys over the years. Obi recently and Scotty from his time playing here with the Flyers. So I uh, go back quite a ways with with up dog and excited, yeah. good to catch up with both of you guys. Jonesy, first off, I have to ask, well, what's it like to have the you know, to be the president of the Philadelphia Flyers to you? I mean, you were a you were a heart and soul guy as a player and then as a broadcaster, you always love Philadelphia. So what's it mean now to be the president? Yeah, it, it's pretty cool, Scotty. There there's no doubt that um it's meaningful to me. Um most importantly, getting the team back and headed in the right direction is really important to me. Um, we've got a good feel around here now. We've got a good group of people, some that have been here from the past and quite a few that have been added here recently. Um, I feel really good about the direction that the team is heading. I think our players are feeling good about playing for the Flyers again, which as you can speak to, Scotty, was a big deal when you were here as well. Um, we got, you know, a lot better vibes go on than they were previously, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, Jonesy, it's fun to watch you guys play right now, and you could tell from an ex-player watching that you got some good mojo going, you know, on the ice and off the ice. But I listened to you on TNT about a month back, and and you said Enzo asked you what was the first thing, you know, being the president. You said I had a lot of phone calls from everybody looking for jobs. So did this guy call you for a job? I'm curious. Did this guy did this guy call you for a job? I, I think it was just a congratulative text. It was more yeah. his name his name did come up to me. It was presented to me by a few people, but not by Scotty himself. But uh yeah, there was a lot uh, there was a lot of that. And that was not easy. And I've been in that position myself when you know, when NBC was switching over to TNT and ESPN for hockey coverage, I was not in a position where I didn't need to pick up the phone and call in a few favors from other people. So it's it's understandable to me. Um, it's, you know, disappointing when you can't help all your friends, uh, but it is gratifying when you can help a few along the way. So you kind of feel it from both sides, but there's no question that it's probably been the hardest part of this job was, you know, turning down a few people, really good hockey people that were looking to get. Obviously, when, when you're building your front office, like building a team, you know, you got to have skill and talent, but obviously uh, connection and, and being buddies is important. So when you were hiring people, was it more like, hey, I know the updog or, or I know this guy and that guy, or hey, he's been in the league and he's had success in this position as a scout or whatever it would be, Jonesy? 
Yeah, that's a lot of that. It's a combination of all things. You want to use all the resources that you have in front of you. Um, Relationships do matter, uh, especially when you're building a team. And the team is not just the players on the ice. It's everyone that's involved around the organization. So some of those relationships from the past uh, certainly came into play. Uh, Mike Eastwood's, you know, one of our top pro scouts who was in Anaheim previously was my college roommate at Western Michigan, so we go back a long time. Uh, but he continued to put the work in after his playing career and has established himself as one of the you know, top pro scouts uh, in the business and has also done a lot of different things, including coaching at the you know, major junior A level at the OHL in Ottawa um, and also doing player development with Anaheim before moving into the pro scouting department. So you're looking for people that have – you know, a vast amount of knowledge in different avenues. And Eastie was one of those guys, Patrick Sharp, another guy that I worked with in television who always enjoyed, uh, I always enjoyed uh, picking his brain about, you know, some of the newer aspects of the game. He just recently retired and obviously, you know, played a big part in winning Stanley Cups in Chicago, but also uh, was a college hockey player that didn't jump right up in a prominent role in the National Hockey League. He had to work at it. So I think Players like that that can pass along information to younger players and prospects go a long way in helping the organization uh, improve in that regard and hopefully that pays dividends in the future. And you know Sharpie's going to help with the headshots, eh? With that hair and the <laughs> yeah. jawline, that's, he's going to be good for the headshots too, right? A little balance, Josie? I, I had to get him off TV for all you guys. He was with all of us. Yeah, we there's, there's no more LA looks in the dressing room. Yeah, Sharpie's coming. Save yourself yeah, for the here, boys for more of Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jonesy, there, there's got to be so many cool things to, to be in the president of an NHL hockey club. And like we said, it's well-deserved for you. But, you know, we got our studio here. We take pride in it. How's your office looking, Jonesy? Did you bring something in to, to do some interior designing? Do you got old pictures of yourself? Well, Updog's got a good eye for interior design. So if you need a guy, let him know. But is it, is it looking sharp? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's, it was a little bit surreal when I walked in there for the first time because – I remember when I retired with the Flyers, I had to come in and sit down and meet with Paul Holmgren, the president of the team at that time and general manager, and have a really difficult conversation about what would my next steps in life be. And, you know, he had offered me a a coaching job in the East Coast Hockey League, and uh, I eventually decided to start doing some television. So being back in that, that's the last time I was in my office, which I'm sitting in, uh, you know, most days now. Uh, it was kind of weird. It was kind of <laughs> weird. When I looked around, I was like, man, this is the same place, you know, 25, basically 23 years later. Um, so once I got over that, uh, did get some uh, people in to help me design it, including my wife, who yeah. came up with some great photos. And yeah, now it feels like an office, but uh, I don't spend a lot of time in there, to be honest with you. I like to travel around within our complex here and visit with all our employees and sit down in their office and discuss how they're doing and what we can do to get better on a daily basis. So uh, kind of an open door policy around here, uh, not just in my office, but in everyone's office around uh, the skate zone here in Voorhees. Yeah, you kind of teed me up for my next question, Josie. We, we have a thing called the Fella Tour. We love getting on the roads, especially this beauty here. But but what's your schedule like day to day? Are you trying to get on the road? Um, do, you, are, do you have a lot of meetings that dictate your – what's your schedule, I guess, is what I'm asking, Jonesy? Yeah, it, it's busy, and a lot of it is predicated upon where we are in our schedule. I, I do travel with the team. Uh, I, I kind of look at what Vegas has done over the you know time period that George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have been working together. Uh, they're often with each other. 
I, I think having the balance of two different people and two different uh, ways of thinking can go a long way in helping you improve. Uh, Danny and I are very uh, close. We have, you know, a lot of conversations uh, within every day. And I think it's important to continue to keep those conversations going. Uh, I pick his brain and he listens to me. And uh, we try to come up with solutions to any of the day-to-day problems that might arise and also come up with ideas for the future that can uh, continue to allow us to progress. Let's stay on the Danny Breer um, train right now for for a minute. I love Danny when he played. I loved how passionate he was. Uh, you could tell that when he scored goals, right? Um, what's one thing that you've really been impressed with seeing Danny in his new role as general manager? One thing that, you know, he shows up and I can see him, you know, being a great guy for the for the younger players too, right? Really being able to resonate with them all. But what's one thing that maybe stands out to you and, and the guys around? Yeah, I would say his thoughtfulness. He he is really well thought out. Uh, he doesn't overreact, uh, but he acts uh, reacts appropriately. Uh, so far to every situation that I've, you know, watched land in his lap. Um, he's got a really good feel for people. Uh, and he's also an extremely good communicator for a guy that, you know, spoke French until he was pretty much playing at the National Hockey League. His English is outstanding. Uh, he's a very bright young man. You know, had he not gone to junior, he had a scholarship to uh, Harvard that he was sitting on, uh, ended up. And that's without speaking any English. So you can imagine how uh, intelligent he was uh, throughout his schooling years. Um, that's really something that has stood out to me. It's a very, very bright young guy that uh, has a great feel for the position, but is also uh, somebody that thinks of others a lot. And I think that helps within a team environment. Jonesy, speaking of thoughtfulness, how's my buddy John Tortorella doing? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, listen, I played for him as a young kid, and and still to this day, Torts means so much to me. He was hard on me, uh, but he made me a better player, big time, and more importantly, a better man. And anytime, I, anytime the, the the camera goes to him and I, and I see him, uh, I still love John Tortorella. So, how is your relationship with him? Uh, is there something you maybe you didn't know about him that you see now day to day working with Torts? Yeah, it's it's good to hear you say that, Obi. And there's so many, you know, players that say it after their career. Some may not enjoy it while it's happening. Um, he's not a guy that's going to allow you to get away with a whole lot. If he feels there's things that uh, need correcting and are correctable, he's going to help you uh, kind of get in the right place. Uh, that's one of the most impressive parts of Torts. He cares a lot about his players. Um, I watch how meticulously he goes about trying to make difficult decisions, including when a player's in the lineup or out of the lineup. Uh, you can really see a lot of that from where I'm sitting now, and um, and I'm involved in some of those discussions, of course. But um, he cares. And, you know, there's a small, very small percentage of players that still that played for Torts that, you know, didn't appreciate that style, but uh, the majority do. And uh, you're no exception to that. And I think that means a lot to Torts. I think he looks at a lot of his former players as uh, people that he hopes he helped out, not just in their playing careers, but in life after hockey as well. I might need you to use your presidential card on him, though, because he keeps dodging me for my podcast, Jules. He won't, <laughs> oh, well, I'm like, I might have to call Jones He's here and say, hey, Torts, I got the press here. He says, you got to come on missing curfew, fella. <laughs> He's got the guys playing hard, though. He's probably uh, focused you know, he, on the X's. No. You know when I knew he was a great guy, Jonesy? I, I knew when I played for him, but then I got traded to Vancouver and Torts got let go, and he was working for TSN, and, and he would call me after the games like, 
hey, keep your stick down. Hey, you're got there, this and that. That's why you're getting, like, I was like, wow, this guy really does care. Like, he has no more, you know, interest in me as, as a coach, but he cared about me as a person. That's why I was like, wow, he, he really does care about people. Yeah, that, that's where those relationships last a long time. And, you know, I played for one of uh, Torch's, Torch's former head coaches when Torts was an assistant in Arizona or Phoenix at that time and Jim Schoenfeld, and he was very tough, very hard on me, and we had many uh, arguments, uh, disagreements, and uh, if I saw him today, I'd give him a big hug. Like, it was really important for me at that time period in my life to you know, be disciplined, to be taught what it was like to you know, do things properly. He wasn't always right. Uh, I was often wrong. And um, so I, I do think those are important people that you come across in, in your lifetime. And I know Torts and Shoney are close, and I think we're going to get together in Arizona and grab a little dinner together on uh, one of our upcoming road trips. So I'm looking forward to that. Jonesy, we're coming up to the quarter mark. Just a little bit about the team, the current team right now. You guys have been playing well five in a row. Uh, what's standing out right now about this group of guys uh, that are going out every night and and proving people wrong. I mean, they're a tough team to play against, but what's it mean uh, for these guys to be able to put that jersey on and go out and win these games lately? Yeah, they, they love each other, man. It's uh, yeah. it's something you're looking for. They play hard for one another. They're disappointed uh, when they lose. Uh, they're really excited when they win. They are happy for you know any individual player to stand out in any particular game. Uh, they're unhappy when one of their teammates isn't in the lineup. Uh, they're there pulling for each other and making sure that they keep that player or players involved in everything that they're doing. Uh, it's all the things you want to see from a team, you know, and we obviously have an eye on the future here, uh, but the players will decide, you know, just how quickly that future arrives. And a lot of them are doing their part to, you know, make sure that we're thinking long and hard about some of the decisions that we have to make here um, you know, in the coming months and, and, and the next couple of years. So good on them. And uh, we appreciate everything that they're putting into the product that they're putting on the ice. Yeah, you could tell they get along, especially at the start of the year when they're at the Phillies ball game, right? A couple of the boys were enjoying the game, having a cold beer. I'm like, that's what, that, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, yeah. that, like to be sitting there, having enjoying the ball game, I was like, that's a good sign for them. And, and I guess what I'm going to ask you, Jonesy, is we just talked about torts. And, and listen, I went through his training camp. Uh, the first three days are as hard as it gets, but then he really eases off. He really gets into structure, and you really start learning your five-on-five five D zone and all that. So I guess what I'm asking is, did you see this? Did you anticipate this start coming out of training camp? Did you have a good feeling after the preseason and torches camp and and maybe positive on the start of the season? Yeah, we, we did, and a lot of it had to do with, uh, number one, just how much the guys embrace the difficulties that arise during a, a training camp like torch runs. Uh, a lot of it is difficult, uh, but as you mentioned, it starts to change after the first couple of days, and you get through the anxiety that you've been worried about all summer to make <laughs> sure that you're in shape for that. I think that's one of the ploys that uh, Torbert uses, and it works. Our guys came in great shape, uh, but they all were you know, helping each other through the fight. That's one of the most impressive things I saw with our group was if one guy was starting to slow down, they made sure that they were there to pick him up, and, and that's, I think, what Torts is looking for. I think that's something that our our team has really um, embraced, and uh, they're they're an impressive group of uh, young men that we have playing here, and uh, they've got a good leader in Torts to help them along the way. 
You're right about Torch, though. The, the, the stress he puts on, like, the, you know it's coming. And for me, a guy who was always trying to make weight, I was just, like, so nervous and stressed that I wouldn't eat the last couple weeks, and I would lose that last five or six pounds. And then you come in there and crush it, and then he's so good up yet. At that, and days off after that, he he, he knows. He pushes yeah. you, but then he knows that you need rest. And uh, as long as you prove him, you're in shape and ready to rock. Those those first three days give me nightmares. Those first three days are, are tough on the hip flexors. Jonesy, Jonesy watches it from the crowd now, and he goes, "Man, I, I'm glad I'm not." <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly didn't enjoy watching it. Like it's, uh, it's, it wasn't something that I was enjoying. I guess when I was, you know, doing the TV, I might have got a good kick out of it. When when they're your guys, you want to you want them to get through it. So yeah, it's let, a different perspective. Yeah, let me ask you that. Like when when, it, when you go from being a great TV guy, you were that was around the game every day, and and obviously you were a great team guy when you played. Everyone that played with you talks about you said that, and you could tell just hanging around with you. But when you when it's your guys and, and you're looking out that I got to take care of these guys, I got to keep them healthy, I got to make them the best. And at the end of the day, they are assets to you as well. What, what what's that feeling deep down for you? Yeah, you care about them all. Like it's, and it's something that you want to carry forward every day. Yeah, we're around them a lot, both Danny and myself. Uh, we have many conversations throughout uh, any particular day with everybody. Uh, you want to make sure you stop and take the time to talk to them. Uh, I always appreciated that when I played. Uh, it's not something that occurs all the time and, and every organization, but it's something that we want to do here. Our players seem to enjoy it. Um, they seem to, you know, like that uh, we're interested in what they're doing, not just as players, but as people. And we want to make sure that um, they enjoy their time when they're here um, and that they, you know, understand that we respect all the things that they're doing for us to try to make our team better. Jonesy, a little bit about personnel and embracing a guy that's able to come back and battle through injury. One of your key guys, Sean Couturier, who, you know, we missed the last couple seasons, terrible back injury from a guy that's been hurt what it means to your group to have that leadership back and to have a guy up the middle a big body that's been missing I mean at the top of his game he's one of the best players in the NHL at his job so what's it mean to have him healthy again and and you know he's got a lot of a lot of years left on his deal so it's nice to have him back in the lineup I'm sure yeah it's uh, gigantic for us and one of the big reasons why we're as competitive as we are uh, one of the best two-way centermen in the game uh, he's been through a lot over the last two seasons, missed a ton of time. It's kind of a blade of a saw for him right now. Good good day, and then dropped out a little bit, and then another big day, and it's getting to the point where it's starting to get where um, he's consistently feeling great and you know doing all the things that he does on a regular basis to help our team win. Cam Atkinson, very similar in that vein, guys. He's done an outstanding job. Both players are leaders. Uh, neither player is wearing a letter. Uh, Torts felt like they had enough on their plate just to get back going after the amount of time that they missed. I thought that was a really thoughtful way of doing it. Scott Lawton continues to wear the A, and that's the only letter we have on our players, but you can be sure there's leaders in that locker room. Uh, Mark Stahl is going to return to the lineup here in the next little while, which is great. But Couture and Atkinson and, uh, do a lot in the leadership department with some help from their friends, like players like Travis Konechny who've really stepped up as well. So, yeah, it's a good group of guys. I'm, I'm impressed by what they've been doing, but Couturier certainly makes everybody slot differently uh, in better positions now because he is, you know, the top guy playing up the middle. Yeah, it's great to see him back. I've been a fan of his game all the time. And, and you know, when you play with guys, as you know, Jonesy, when you see him every day, you're like, oh, wow, this Upshaw 
you know, he's got better hands than I thought he did. I thought he was just, you know, going to muck it out all day. But when you see Couturier every day as the president now, is, is I know it's a small sample size, Jonesy, but is there anything besides he's a great two-way? Is there anything else that's jumped out to you, maybe his practice habits, his day-to-day attitude, anything like that? Yeah, all, all of those things, Obi. I, I've watched, obviously, his career from the time he arrived in Philadelphia. Um, it didn't jump off the page to me. It's actually a good lesson uh, in player development. I did not, uh, in my own mind, see how good he was going to be until probably two years into his time with the Flyers. Um, I was being told, and there was guys within management here that really believed in him, and I can see why. So they were right. Um, but it is a good lesson for younger players that, you know, your amateur guys who are so talented and, you know, picking out players that can turn into, you know, something that they project them to be that not everyone can do. So it's it's good to sit back and let them do their jobs, you know, have input and listen. But Sean Katuri is a great example of somebody that has turned into, you know, one of the most valuable teammates in the game. And for the Flyers, he's been their most important player for an extended period of time. Unfortunately, unable to play the last two years, but he's back uh, in the driver's seat again. And we're really uh, benefiting from that. Yeah, Jones, you talk about development, and, and obviously defense takes longer than than normal, but Travis Sandheim, a guy that I've kept my eye on over the year, just because I like watching the Flyers play, and then when Torts went there, small sample size again, but maybe you could touch on through training camp, just his gap looks better, his, his reading the play, obviously he's leading your team in scoring right now, but pleasant surprise, or is this what everyone in the organization kind of anticipated before you guys got there? No, he's taken it to another level. Uh, last year was a difficult year for Travis. He had uh, apparently hurt his, I believe, his foot playing the World Championships and missed some training time the previous summer. So he did not go to the World Championships this year. Um, he got himself into tremendous shape, really changed the, his entire you know, com- his body composition. He got stronger, uh, and he's really benefited from that. It was a, a great off-season of work put in from a player that is really important to our future. Uh, he has taken multiple steps this year in every way. He's playing the offside, Obi, and I know you would probably understand that better than us as a defenseman, uh, and he has been outstanding. Playing on the right side as a left-handed shot, he's been great defensively. He's been even better offensively, and he's eaten about uh, over 25 minutes a night for us on the back end and does not appear like he's slowing down. So. Hats off to him for all the work he put in for us and for his teammates. And uh, on a personal level, he's benefiting. Yeah. You don't have to comment on this, but Chintzy called him last night too. Chintzy, Chintzy called on him in the third. But you don't, you don't have to comment on that, Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> not, leave, we don't want to get you in trouble. Hey, we'll, we'll leave that to Breer. We'll leave that, yeah, leave that to me. I'll comment on that stuff. <laughs> uh, Jonesy, since I left Philly, um, you know, and I watched, I watched the games, I watched players play, different players put the jersey on. One kid that stood out to me since he first wore your jersey but the way he played, the way he competes, his his natural knack for scoring goals is Konecki. Konecki. Yeah. And um, is is there, you know, does he carry himself like off the ice as he does on the ice? Like he just seems like he's this just buttoned up guy. He's always showing up to play, to play hard, right? Yeah. The fans got to love this guy. When he's when he's doing what he's doing, you got to feel that building, that Wells Fargo building just be, it's got to be buzzing. He's been one of my favorites from the first time I saw him play here. Like he, he just jumped off the page. Uh, I think the first broadcast I did, I said he's got it. He, he's got the it factor. And uh, Chuck Grillo was uh, the old GM in San Jose. Was 
texting me right away. He said, you're right. This kid's got it. And then he has shown that he's, he's, uh, he understands it. He is a rare player. He is as close as you can get to Matthew Kachuk and Brad Marchand. He's not quite there, but he's as close as you can get. Yeah. And those guys are really difficult to find. He's beloved by his teammates and the fans here in Philadelphia. And quite frankly, from uh, ownership and management as well. Um, he's everything you would want uh, in a Philadelphia Flyer and uh, represents us really well, uh, not just uh, when he's playing, but away from the rink. So, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have him and want to make sure that uh, he stays around for many years. Yeah, sorry, Jonesy, it was two nights ago you guys played Columbus. Hey, I was in Vegas at the F1. A little foggy <laughs> here, buddy, but... The goal he scored the other night against Columbus, like he gets it, the, the bottom of the circles, takes his time, and short side cheese. Like, I've loved him for everything up he said, but I, when I saw him shoot the puck like I go, I didn't know he could do that. So he has some he has some ceiling skill-wise too, eh? Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he is a uh, outstanding goal scorer. He plays with emotion. Um, he is going to let you know if you're bugging him on the opposition or if he feels like bothering you, he's going to do that. <laughs> uh, he can, uh, you know, most importantly, produce offensively to make some really skillful plays. Uh, we're looking for more players like Travis Konechny in our future. Uh, he, is, he certainly sets the bar high, and our, our expectations of him are met frequently. He uh, he plays the right way. And, uh, yeah, he's a fun guy to watch play. Our fans love watching him, too. Yeah, Jonesy, I got to ask you about a guy that I love watching play is Nick Sealer. Right now, plus 10 for you. Another guy that has a short sample size this year, I feel like his first pass has gotten better. I feel like you can see the confidence he's bringing. I know John Tortorella loves this guy, but from from a president aspect and, and maybe from a GM at DB, this is a guy that, you know, he, he's a dying breed, Jonesy. He is, and we, we love Seals, there's no doubt. I enjoy talking to him uh, every opportunity that I get after, uh, after games and on off days. He's a really caring person for his teammates and cares about the way he performs. Um, he's been a perfect flyer. He has. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, we want to make sure stays around here in Philly too. He's another one of those guys that are so important within the locker room, play the game with toughness, uh, grit, and have also worked on their game to become better players like you spoke of, moving the puck out primary shot blocker when yeah. he's going to put everything he has in front of it, including his face. He took a shot off the back of his head early this year on a one-time blast. I was waiting for the blood to pop out and nothing. Yeah. I hated it at the bench, and I was like, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, he puts a smile on your face, no doubt. Yeah, Torch used to tell me I needed to block more shots. I said, Torch, the goalie's got the most equipment on in there. Like, he's what, making more money than yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I got to block a shot here. Like, I just box him out, box him out, let him see it. But, uh, Jonesy, your fourth line, Nick Deloria, then you guys brought in Garrett Hathaway this year. I, I love this, Jonesy. I know the game's changed. You know, Uppy has to hear me complain about it every week on Missing Curfew. I get it. But, but Jonesy, there, there's still room for this, buddy. These two guys can skate. Like, how nice is it having those two guys in your fourth line? Is this something that you will keep as the identity of the Flyers moving forward if it fits into your whole big plan, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not going anywhere. That's uh, Those guys are so valuable. Um, they do whatever they need to do, no matter how many minutes they get. And those are hard players to find. Uh, whether it's killing penalties, blocking shots, throwing their weight around, fighting if necessary, changing the momentum in the game, 
but at the same time being really responsible players, recognizing that they want to add to what we have, not subtract. Um, they get it. And they're veteran players that have been around a long time. But we really, um, we're really grateful that we have both of those guys. We were surprised that Hathaway was available in the offseason. Danny patiently waited and, uh, you know, got the deal done, which was not something that entering free agency day we thought was going to happen for us. Uh, he's way too valuable, and uh, we're really lucky that he's he's part of our team. And having Nick there to make sure he's always there to support him and fight the heavyweights when necessary makes all of our guys play a little bit bigger. Yeah, Hathaway's come a long way, Jonesy. I, I went back down to the jungle in Calgary and Abbotsford, and he came up. Did he go to Brown, or where, where did he go? He went somewhere yeah, like he's that. Yeah, a smart guy. Yeah. So he's an Ivy League educated guy yeah. that really fought his way through all kinds of adversity to make it to the National Hockey League and then be a you know, valuable contributor, pick up his 10, 12 goals a year, and uh, irritate the opposition when necessary, uh, play physically. And, yeah, he's, he's really turned himself into a very valuable player. Yeah, so he got, he got in his first fight coming out of college, and he only dropped one glove, and they he, he got they got the wheels beat off him pretty good. He said, "Holmes, can you help me?" I said, "I I can help you, kid. First of all, you got to drop both gloves. That's the first thing I'm going to do. But after that, I'll show you a couple grips." But um, yeah, he, and listen, he came in Jonesy as a guy that never fought, and I said, "There's one way to do it, just like that. Drop your second glove, but just get in there, and that's how you learn." And to see where he's been now, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, not surprised. Not surprised that he soaked it up. Right? There's some players that. You know, you offer that type of advice to, and they don't want to do it. It's too hard. Um, for him, it was not, and it's really benefited him to add that part to his game, uh, but most importantly, turn himself into a really valuable hockey player. Jonesy, uh, one last thing on your current guys is, uh, as we as we know this as a defenseman and forward, you're only as good as your goaltending, right, in this, le- yeah. in this league. And right now, you got Carter Hart, who's back playing like he was a couple years ago. We had a couple off-seasons, but... He's playing with confidence. He's making those big saves. He's keeping you guys in these low-scoring games. Um, his his demeanor walking around the rink again, right? You, is it is it is it at a high? Is he is he that is he that positive guy that's showing up right now and and helping the? Yeah, players? he is. Yeah. It's pretty level. I mean, he just kind of like a goaltender needs to be. I mean, he has stolen a couple games for us. There's no doubt that our record is different if he's not a part of this. So um, his teammates love playing in front of him. They. Uh, appreciate it when he gives them a tap for blocking a shot he recognizes like all great goaltenders do what's going on in front of them um i remember playing in front of patrick and whether you scored a goal or made a simple defensive play he was the first guy to come and let you know that you were doing a good job and i think that's what uh carter's been doing here as well so yeah great to see him perform the way that he has and uh looking forward to him continuing to keep on rolling Awesome. Jonesy, well, I, you kind of touched on this earlier, and, and it's probably a good problem to be in where you guys are sitting right now, and I know it's early, and but but you guys came in there with a plan, right? You and DB. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a good problem to have, but you're, you just stay the course right now and see how this plays out, and if the boys force your hand into doing something around the deadline, you'll worry about that when it comes? Yeah, we probably won't be this year. Um, we'd be surprised if we were still in that conversation, but we're going to allow our players to play. We're never going to tell our players – you know, not to go out out there and give everything they have to win the game that's in front of them. That's not going to happen here. So uh, words like tanking and such are not part of our vocabulary here. It's all about trying to learn uh, through winning. And uh, right now we're finding ways to win. You can learn a lot through losing as well. Uh, But you want to 
you know, be in a situation where you're not just flopping all over the place. You want to play hard and you want to try to make sure that you're competitive on a nightly basis. And we're going to make sure we are. Uh, we're not worried about the standings uh, up or down. We're just going to play uh, to our identity, play well together and uh, see how far that takes us. Well, listen, if you guys are still in the mix, there's alumni game coming up. I don't know if you're scheduled, but if you can maybe get out and scout this guy, you might be able to get him for real cheap. I don't know what the league minimum is anymore, yeah. but, but you might be able to get him just for per diem every day, Jonesy, if you need a, a glue guy down the stretch here. <laughs> well, we just, uh, if we need a concierge, we'll bring Scotty back. He can set up the dinner. Exactly. Uh, Jonesy, what, one thing touching on the alumni and the history of the Philadelphia Flyers, um, it's always been a thing to take care of the guys when they leave the game. Tons of ex-Flyers at the rink in and around Philadelphia still embracing the Flyer logo. Well, as an organization now, and you brought all these guys back in, is, is that still of an of an importance to share to share the Philadelphia style, uh, the history, and and yeah. the stories? And and I guess what have you guys done? I know you built the new, you know, the new dressing room and everything. So yeah. you're giving back to the to the team now, but just share a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really important. Our history matters. There's no doubt about it, Scotty. There's um, a lot of players that have contributed to the success of the Philadelphia Flyers as an organization. Uh, we want to make sure they feel welcome here. We want to make sure our players that arrive here feel like it's a special place to be. Um, it's uh, gone back a little bit over the last few years, so we're rebuilding that part of the uh, the Flyers. And I think that's going to serve us well when it's time for us to start recruiting again, which is a couple of years away. But uh, we want to be in the conversations. When the big names are out there, we want to make sure that they're attracted to what we have here in Philadelphia by doing the little things right, uh, by taking care of our players and their families, making sure that um, they like it here, uh, that they love it here, is, is a big part of what we're trying to establish. So work to be done still, but uh, we're on the right track, and we want to make sure that um, – we're a destination again, which uh, has, has kind of slowed down over the last few years. Well, Jones, I always tell the updog, I used to hate going in and playing in Philly. It was always tough, but the league's better when the Flyers are good. And listen, in our opinion and everyone's opinion, I think you're the right man for the job. You and DB, keep it going. Uh, say hi to Torts for me. And thank you for taking the time, Jones. You've always been good to miss a curfew, buddy. And we're pulling for you boys in Philly. Um, and, and best of luck the rest of the way, my man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Keep up the great work. We'll catch up soon. See you guys. Up dog fella, if you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister, they wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers, with ice-cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkingsxjagermeister.com. 
Drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur. 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S. White Plains, New York. 